Lotus FM News with Tracy Valaigam. Well, a very good morning and welcome to News at 7. The gift of the Givers Foundation has confirmed that its first rescue team is leaving for Nepal today. Earlier reports said the team was scheduled to leave yesterday. This comes after Nepalese authorities granted the foundation permission to travel to Nepal to assist with rescue operations following an earthquake that hit the Himalayan nation on Saturday. A number of international charities have already dispatched their teams to Nepal. The debt toll currently stands at more than 4,400. The foundation's founder, Imtiaz Suleiman, says the team is ready to assist the quick-hit country. The first teams will leave today. There will be the search and rescue component, but all the specialized equipment for search and rescue. Also, with the advanced search and rescue team, we are sending five medical specialists, three of which are from Nepal. They've already made arrangements for us to be received on the other side by medical teams. We will also be taking medical supplies for the hospital and all range of items that's required. We are looking at getting tents, blankets and other items flown in from Dubai into Nepal. The 18 learners from St. Mary's School in Pretoria who are on an educational trip to Nepal are due back home on Thursday. The girls are reported to be safe after an earthquake ravaged the country. Stuart Morris is Global Operations Director for World Challenge, the organization that arranged the St. Mary's learners' trip. Their scheduled flight leaves in a couple of days' time on the 30th of April from Kathmandu now. We know that some airlines are putting on bigger aircraft to try and clear the backlog. don't think it's going to be possible to bring them back any earlier. But as I've said, we've got plans in place to keep them safe and well and comfortable. And they will, we hope, if there's no other disruptions, that they will fly back on their scheduled flights. President Jacob Zuma has hit back at some other African nations for their criticism of the South African government over the recent wave of xenophobic attacks. He told a Freedom Day rally at the Union buildings in Pretoria that everybody criticized South Africa as if it manufactured the problem. President Zuma's remarks follow Nigeria's decision to recall its top diplomats from South Africa over the attacks on foreigners. He says conditions in other countries are responsible for their citizens coming to South Africa. Promotion of intra-Africa trade, regional integration infrastructure and other economic interventions is also designed to improve the economic situation in sister country. The end result will be that brothers and sisters will eventually no longer need to leave their countries in search of a better life. EFF leader Julius Malema says if South Africans are angry about unemployment, they must take it out on the government, not foreign nationals. Malema addressed about 3,000 party supporters in Inanda, north of Deben. In the past three weeks, at least seven people died and thousands were left homeless in xenophobic violence that started in KwaZulu-Natal. Malema says even if all the foreign nationals are chased out of the country, South Africans will still suffer from unemployment. So you want to march, you feel power, you think you want to kick somebody out of the country, go to the penthouse in Johannesburg called the Lituli House. Eskom says it has successfully conducted maintenance and returned 1,000 
453 megawatts of generating capacity into the national grid. The utility's acting CEO, Brian Molefe, says ESCOM's maintenance teams worked hard at the long weekend and managed to perform planned maintenance on some of the utility's plants. Molefe has not given details of where exactly the maintenance has been carried out. However, he says the network remains constrained. In the United States, a man who shot dead 12 people at a Batman film in premiere in Colorado has pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity at the start of his trial. Two sides have concluded that 27-year-old James Holmes is sane. If the jury thinks he was in a right frame of mind on the night of the killings, he could face the death penalty. The BBC's Alistair Leithhead reports. 24 men and women, half of whom will decide the fate of James Holmes, were shown a photograph of six-year-old Veronica Moser, the youngest of those killed in the cinema. The prosecution outlined its case and saying that Holmes, who's now 27, meticulously planned the attack for more than two months and was sane at the time. The trial is to establish whether he was suffering from a psychotic episode at the time that he didn't know right from wrong. Your top story at seven, the Gift of the Givers Foundation has confirmed that its first rescue team is leaving for Nepal today. For Lotus FM News, I'm Tracy Vlatham. I'll be back with the headlines at 7.30.